0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kipalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Forty years, of This is Emeritus Rex. Hello. I'm Avram Kipalevich, and I'm here with Ruven Yeshua Pupko. Beth Israel Beth Aaron. I got it. From, I think so, from Cote Saint-Luc, Montreal. Yes. Yes, Rabbi Pupko. Um... As Rabbi Emeritus, not yet, but as someone who definitely has had a credible rabbinical experience. Oh, incredible. and I am what I am. is vast? Vast. Your vast experience, yes. Incredible. My vast. The yeah. incredible is like the Incredible Hulk. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> incredible. I'm
1: the, I'm the Incredible Bulk.
0: <laughs> yes, I think that was the non-brand ech version of of of. <laughs> Marvel had a comic that was sort of like a satire of themselves. They called them the Bulk, but yeah, you know, you you look pretty good. You look pretty thin. But I remember in, in that shape when you were actually um, of a different practicing in a way a different religion uh, in a in a play that I was the uh, I think the the, the the primal force of putting it together along with
1: I, you know I don't think primal is, I think primal is an understatement.
0: Yes, yes, I, <laughs> I was the catalyst of the Purim play that it was a four-man tour the force. Uh, what did
1: Reggie Jackson say? I'm the school that stirs the coffee or something? There was a line like that. Yeah, well,
0: I was definitely the cockleffle, the ladle. Yeah, yeah. I was the chillin' ladle in that, in, in that play. And that, of course, was the play where you played the Pope. And, yeah, I, I think, and you know, wordplay has always been flying in my head since I was three years old. So, pupco, Popeco, it just had to but happen. It was a natural this yes, was a natural,
1: but also, I, you know, I, I think I should take this opportunity to apologize to the Catholic Church for the cultural appropriation. Because yeah. you're not permitted—you're not permitted anymore to play people. You aren't.
0: Yes, and I think there might be some old photos of that that are going to haunt you now. For, yeah,
1: that's yes. cultural appropriation. I mean, no one complained when Robbie Benson played the rabbi in the
0: Chosen. Okay, it wasn't. It was Rod Steiger who played the rabbi. No, rabbi, yeah. yeah, Robbie, Robbie Benson played the. I young, mean, the uh, the, right, slug, the, other the right. Chassid. He played right, right He right. was the Chassid who was struggling with his right. religion and maybe. And no one
1: complained when Robert De
0: Niro played Bernie Madoff. Uh huh, I see.
1: Or yeah. Al Pacino played a, the Nazi hunter.
0: Yes, and that uh, that is a terrible series. I can't watch that. I it's can't. So I, I can't watch Al Pacino play a Jew. It's just not possible. It, yeah, that's not right. possible. Rod Steiger was all right.
1: By the way, De Niro has some Jewish lineage. Is that so? Yeah.
0: Well, he did play the Irishman, of course, in yeah. uh, in, in in Scorsese. Yeah, I don't know. De Niro, I think he should, I think he, you know, De Niro is like the chazan who should give up his uh, in Nailah with the memories, you know what I'm saying. He he had such incredible performances. I still remember, you know, we talk about that year that you, we did the uh, the porn play. It might have been that year or the next year that everybody came back from Benazmanim having seen Taxi Driver. Oh, <laughs> everybody came back and said, "Wow, you got to see this. You have to see." I mean, this.
1: he was so good at that. He was so good in Raging Bull. He was so good. I don't know if you ever saw this movie. It's, uh, Rocky Rocky Act- and
0: Bullwinkle?
1: Rocky no, and Bullwinkle. it was filmed in uh, Montreal.
0: He was in Rocky and Bullwinkle. He played Fearless Leader.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Boris,
0: whatever his name anyway, no, Fearless uh, Leader. Boris was Jason Alexander. But really? go ahead. Anyway, but... You're not going uh, to th- th- Unfortunately, this is my area. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, no, but De Niro played... Uh, you ever seen the movie Once Upon a Time in
0: America? Of course, he plays noodles, or does yeah. he play? I forget the name. Him and James, him and, James, was, him and was, James, what was it? Was it, not, was it James Wood? Yeah. Oh boy, that guy was scary. That
1: what? was a great, great movie. Right, right. That I always understood that movie too, because it was directed by Sergio Leone, who, um, you know, who did all the Eastwood, uh, uh, West, all the spaghetti, the spaghetti, spaghetti western. Yes, and um, I always saw that as an Italian. Director taking revenge on Jewish directors who had made so many <laughs> Italian mafia crime movies, and now there's an Italian making a Jewish crime movie. Uh,
0: you're right. I always we,
1: understood it as we, we,
0: at full circle, especially with Edward G. Robinson playing Little Caesar. You know, yeah, and yeah. Edward G. Robinson from the Yiddish theater, right. uh, playing the yeah. Um, although we, there was also, of course, Peter Falk uh, playing the Italian uh, policeman. <laughs> and That's uh yeah. so we there, there's always this great interchange of jews playing italians right. popco playing a pope and, right. and and my point though is is that you know maybe because of the fact that you inhabited that papal spirit that you can relate to what pope francis has done the last week if and a half I, or so you
1: know I, i'm not just i'm a method actor as you know
0: <laughs> and i you know i uh you you you're, you're, you're going to run with this. I think the, you don't even remember. I happen to know that you you hardly remember the play. You are, I happen to know your memory. You know, I went to. You I hardly was, remember I was, it at all, and you are just going to create out of full cloth, a total. you, so you just, know, I'm a Just you know, run with you know, it. You know. just run with it already. So, you know,
1: I'm, I'm a Methodist. So I I have actually stayed in Paris. You know, um, uh, you know, it's still. I feel a like very close affinity to popes after that high school production. you know when I see a pope, I, it's like, almost like looking in a mirror,
0: yes, yes, well, like I said, look, the way that uh, that skull cap <laughs> sits on your pate definitely uh indicates in many ways or resonates within me images of some of these great papal figures, um, yeah. Yes. I'm,
1: an inspiring, um, I'm, I'm an inspiring figure in the Catholic
0: Church. Yes, yes, we should definitely. Your, your image should be plastered in basilicas all over the world. But mm. here's the point. Um, Pope Francis from South America, who uh, right. took the mantle of, of, uh, of, of the spirit of St. Peter, who was inhabited by the Neshama, of St. Peter, according to strict... Uh, I
1: want to tell you, I, I find this Pope very disappointing.
0: Okay, so so let me say what he did first, and then you okay. can dump on him, okay? What he has done is, first of all, one of the re- great religious leaders of the world who said, I'm going out there. I don't want to be trapped. I got the vaccine. And one thing I want to do is make a uh, is connect bridges to the other great religion, other than Christianity in terms of numbers, uh islam and going to iraq which of course we know as as bovel or right. the place you know he lands in baghdad and remember that's where surah pampadisa all these right. eventually ended up and he he toured uh these historic places uh the and, and he, he connected to uh, i think it was the great shiite cleric there who is sort of like the, he's like the Rebel Yoshev or Shamazam and of, of Shiite faith, um, Lahavdil uh, Sistani. And they they met, they issued statements of working together. He also went for humanitarian reasons to protect uh, the Iraqi Christians, who obviously do not practice strict Catholicism. <laughs> They're much closer to the Eastern uh, religions, the Eastern Christianity, or Right, and he went out there, and it, it was it was incredible. Uh, and I watched some of the images from my Wall Street Journal app. And thank you again for pushing me to get the Wall Street Journal and, and our program we did about the New York Times. And I was w- impressed, really, and and, and that he, he he spoke in not only an ur where it's possible, maybe maybe even probable that Avram Avinu uh, actually. Exited from the Kibshanaeish in that spot and started what we know is the rise of of of, of our religion, um, but he also went to Nineveh, uh, Mausel, which is across the the Euphrate, across the Chidekel, across the Tigris River, where the city of Ninveh and that was the place that you remember ISIS uh, destroyed uh, so much there, including the the kever of Yonah, and going to the place of Ninveh, and again, I, I, look, I'm a sucker for Yom Kippur. When Ninve right, I'm saying you bring one up. Second, Yim,
1: one second, stop. You actually just said you're a sucker for
0: Yom Kippur. You, you bring up, yes, you bring up anything that's connected to Yom Kippur, I'm crying. All right. We have talked about your your tears, how effective they are to your congregants. <laughs> I think about no, because I'm basically a let's most of the year, but I'm yeah. yom kippur when I think about Ninveh and I think about them all doing tshuva. And I think about that, and that's the spot, at least close to the spot where the leader of the Catholic world, leader uh, 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 throngs of Islamic people. I don't know. I I can't be cynical about it. I say I don't yeah. know if
1: you saw the New York Post headline about his visit to Ninveh.
0: What, what, what was, yes, what did they It was say? a
1: whale of a visit. <laughs> you,
0: you just thought of that now. That's, that's, I just that, made that, that up. The New York Post.
1: Anyway, um, yeah. no, I want to say a couple of things.
0: Okay. Okay. okay, so anyway, so I guess I know you want to say many things. My question, <laughs> my question to you, though, is, is yeah. that, look, you know, I'm just a guy who reads the Wall Street Journal app and gets impressed by, you know, bonding, humanitarian, maybe there's possible peace in the world, great Jewish, great leaders, Jews not being involved. Um, you are in, in, in the hurly-burly of, of religious life. You you deal with Catholic clerics. You deal with imams. Um, it would seem, and again, from a Jewish perspective, they're really doing something. And, and as we know, and just let me finish this off and show my Islamic expertise, yes, that... We know we're, we're heading this week into Chodesh Nisan. And for the Muslims, of course, they're looking for Chodesh Iyar, which, of right. course, is the month after that of Ramadan. Right. And, and boy, am I impressed with Ramadan. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, again, a month of, of not eating, of, 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 of abstaining from so many essential physical desires, everybody working on themselves, boy, they, they, it's really again. Take away all the 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 the, the, the 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 terrible terrorism, murder, and and persecution. There is something incredible about uh, about the purity of Islam that, that you really needs to, that really needs to impress you. Anyway, go ahead. I now hear, it's your I, turn.
1: A, you know, you you said so many brilliant things. I'm, I'm a little intimidated to speak, but I, I will. I never will stopped
0: talk. you. Never stopped you before. <laughs>
1: I would say a couple of things. First of all, from histor- from you know, it ha- you cannot but be moved by the centrality, the persistent centrality of the roots of the roots of our peoplehood and faith to the entire world. It's remarkable. I mean, he he wants to visit Iraq. He goes to Ur. He goes to Avramovin, and, and I mean, it's a remarkable thing. Just look at your phone. It's fine. And. Um, <laughs> So I mean that that's a remarkable part of the story. I mean, yeah, you have to be it's it it is moving. That you know, we who talk about Orkazum every day, you know, the guy goes to work. I mean, that's a remarkable. Um, but I'll tell you, a couple of things always come to mind when these encounters take place between you know different what we call the Abrahamic religions or, or, or monotheism, is that when we were in Yeshua, what were we taught in in the world of theory that Theologically, we're closer to the Muslims in that they don't, they never deified a human being. And therefore, you know, while it's also forbidden to go to a church, you're allowed to go to a mosque, right? It's not a vote of Zara. The church, on the other hand, I know the Tyson is disputed. We were always, a lot of Jews were always taught that Christianity is not a vote of Zara for, for non Jews, it's a vote of Zara for Jews because of the deification of the founder of the, uh, the Christian. Um Jesus, so Jesus a, you can what? say it
0: you can say it Say what? You can say Jesus. I could. You didn't
1: though. I because that's how my father used to refer
0: to him so uh, I him. Yeah, I know you're your, your saintly father. I I, was, can't, I shouldn't call him saint though. I should probably just call him the tzaddik
1: yeah. Anyway, I play.
0: I was Jesus in the play, so I need to stand up for Jesus. And many, and in some ways, I think you're still. Jesus. Uh, look, look at this full beard that I, I mean, have. Yeah, look at yeah. this. I, I'm, re- I, I'm ready. Strap me on the cross already. I'm, I'm ready.
1: I mean, a facial recognition software picks you up as Jesus. Does I mean, the? Um, <laughs> Wait But uh, one of the, one of the things I don't know. I started thinking about 20 years ago or less mm. is that yeah, an abstract theology. Um, Jews are probably closer to Islam than they are to Christianity, but there's there's something that we kind of overlooked in that interesting theological conversation, which was, well, at the end of the day, Jews and Catholics go to the bookshelf and they still pull out at least one book that's the same. In other words, what they call the Old Testament, we call Tanakh, we still look at the same book. In other words, they revere our book, the Muslims don't revere our. Book. Okay, and we can have a common conversation about, you know, what we call what they call the Old Testament, right? We are the the foundational texts are are held in are are revered in common, and that is a remarkable thing. Also, we should also keep in mind that the Catholic Church is significantly different than it used to be. That, you know, since Vatican II, and in both, I think. As if not more importantly, since John Paul II, the official attitude of the Catholic Church, and again, I'm not claiming this trickle down to every parish priest of Santiago, but the official policy of the Catholic Church is an abandonment of supersessionism, the idea that the Catholic Church supersedes the covenant that God had with the Jews, and they abandoned that. John Paul II explicitly said the covenant with the Jews is still present. And that is an ex- a revolution. I mean, can you imagine a one religion changing a core principle of theology in, in terms of, of like, I guess, the lack of a better modernizing their approach and their outlook to uh, other faiths? Because I, I think what people forget about this is that the upside of monotheism, we know, in many ways, it's inspiring, it's elevating, it's provocative to some, the idea of one God, and it also. Engenders a feeling of commonality between all people because we share an origin. That's why Chesed and Amunah go together. That's why Avinu was Amunah Chesed and the founder of, of Judaism because he understood the ethical ramifications of monotheism, which is if there's one God, that means there's one human race. But the downside of monotheism is the attempted uniformity, meaning there's one human race, everybody has to worship the same way. The Catholic Church used to believe that. In other words, in order for you to be loved by God, you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now they don't believe that anymore, at least officially. Okay, they don't. I'm not telling you what's in every Catholic's heart, but official policy of the Catholic Church is that the covenant with the Jew is still alive and that Jews can be Jews and loved by God. And that's a huge thing because if you believe in a religion that tells you, God doesn't love the other guy who practices differently. That means you don't have to love him either. And the, the and, 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 and the idea that um, you are excluded from grace because you're not a Christian is what ends up killing, you know, millions of Jews. Now they've abandoned it. The problem is Muslims still believe it. Muslims do believe the world is either, you know, divided between the heretics and the and the faithful. they still believe that. And you cannot artificially separate their theology from their uh, behavior. The theology is the source of their behavior. And too many Muslims still believe that unless you're a Muslim, you are condemned. And that is what, pre- and so when Pope Francis goes to Or, it's a wonderful thing. But I still am deeply troubled by his other policies in 2016, Dana, an 86-year-old French Catholic priest is beheaded beheaded by Muslim radicals in his church in France. And the Pope said, it has nothing to do with religion. All religions want peace. No, that's not true. It happens not to be true. I'm not telling you, you know, the majority of Muslims are terrorists. I would never say that. I don't believe it. I would say the overwhelming majority of Muslims are wonderfully kind and peaceful people. But too many Muslims continue to draw the conclusion of their theology to mean the other, you know, deserve nothing.
0: So you think that Pope Francis should have uh, sounded an alarm bell within the Muslim religious world, the clerics, the ayatollahs, or whatever you want to refer to them. He shouldn't have just given them a pass over this ritzicha. He should have. He should have said, you need to condemn this, and you need to try to stamp this out.
1: No, he should have said, I'm the Bishop of Rome. I am I am the leader of the Catholic Church. We were involved in terrible crimes in the past, and we have learned from those crimes. We have learned from the Crusades. We have learned from centuries of European anti-Semitism leading to the Holocaust that we have to preach and teach differently. We have to believe even differently. And that's what Vatican II and John Paul II was about. Learn from us that sometimes of faith, which is a universal, which which purports to be a universal faith, faith has a terrible downside of insisting on conformity.
0: So, and and, and therefore, what you're worried about, I guess, is that that these meetings, although they create great photo ops, really don't induce real internal change that's going to trickle down to stop extremism and talk, right? This is really what you're saying, I think. That um, I, you know, I, I, am not a hundred percent sure that the strict Catholic theologians and thinkers um, actually embrace uh, the, the changes of Vatican II and John Paul. I think that they recognize, just like Lubavitchers will not say publicly they think the Reb is Mashiach. I right. think I they. Be, I, you're right I, 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 again. This is my my. No, feeling. But, I, but I would also my, feeling, my, my feeling is that they need to publicly call the jews god's first child uh etc like, like, our older
1: brother in faith is right the, I, th- I think that's what faith. he
0: said right but if you would sit with them internally and say okay are they going to get paradise they they reject jesus they consider jesus you know a bastard son oh,
1: but, I would, but I, would, I would also say that what they say publicly is very important and yes for the catholic faith and so you could be skeptical as to what they believe in their heart of hearts I mean, you know, you remind me of a story. In, uh, there's a yeah. remarkable story about John F. Kennedy, where a CIA guy uh, comes to brief the, the president at that time, JFK, about... Something.
0: And he was with Marilyn Monroe at the time, right? You, you know, I... I okay, I know,
1: go ahead. It could have been Judy Garland.
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, Judy went the other way as far as I know. <laughs> go ahead.
1: So so she, he, he comes to brief him. He says, "Listen, Mr. President, we have uh, uh, microphones in the president's, uh, in the in this dictator's bedroom. We know what he says behind you about you behind closed doors. We have the tapes." He says wonderful things about you. And you know what JFK said to the CIA guy? What he says behind closed doors doesn't matter. What he says standing on the balcony in front of ten thousand people—that's what's going to determine.
0: Right. No. No, no. 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 I agree. So, I, I, so, know, so I'm saying the Muslims from again I don't want to paint them all with the same brush but they again especially the religious ones you know uh, they they they're sort of like the Haredim in a sense that they refuse to kowtow. they refuse to and and yet on the other hand um you know so you have to you have to again as as, as terrible as that is in terms of the repercussions you have to be impressed by their integrity you know what i'm saying oh
1: no no but 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 also. You should also be grateful as Jews that we are the children of the faith that always taught us that God uh does God does not deny the world to come, right? To, to those who are Jewish. That there's something called asylum, And in fact, if you believe in God and you're a good person, whether you're you know, whatever faith you practice, you're you know, you're okay. And uh and, and that's it. But um, and, and and you know the Rambam statements about Christians and Muslims are certainly remarkably, you know, revolutionary for the time and continue to be. And we were never part of a tradition that taught us that that non-Jews are damned because they're non-Jewish. We always taught the reverse, always taught the reverse. So the, We never thought we were saving anybody by making them Jewish. We just thought we were making their lives more difficult and, and you know, with, with, with more obstacles, although potentially more meaningful. But we we never did that, and and that is a remarkable achievement for a monotheistic faith, because a monotheistic faith believes there's one God of the whole world, and to go ahead and say yes, but we're monotheists, but it doesn't mean everybody has to be like me, is is again is shockingly different than our sister monotheistic religion, the Catholics used to, the Muslims still too many believe the world is divided into two: those who are them and those who aren't them.
0: So. Do you believe, therefore, that uh, the the I don't know if there's no osmosis, but that seeing the example of what uh, Francis does and Francis did, it, 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 in other words, basically you believe that the Islamic community is going to beam in the recognition, but it's not really going to have the super far-reaching effects of tolerance beyond. I mean, we know that there are there's a Christian minority who have been persecuted. Listen,
1: all I want to study to say is that God loves Jews and God loves free, And he won't say it. He can't say it.
0: Okay. And, 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 and therefore, all of this to you is, in a way, um, sort of like enabling
1: the subterfuge. Yeah.
0: In, in, in the sense that, well... That definitely is a disheartening look. I mean, I, I was so moved by what I no, saw. No, I was
1: similarly back. moved. I like the idea of the bona award But again, I, I don't expect the Catholic Pope to be to have on his top ten agenda items, you know, you know, the, Jew, the fate of the Jewish people. But what I do expect you know, John F. Kennedy said it best in the inaugural address. I hate, to, I hate to quote Kennedy twice in five minutes. But John F. Kennedy said about the nations that were then leaving the colonial uh, the colonial stranglehold, he said, we don't expect you to, su- to, to support our positions, but we expect you to support your own freedom. In other words, I can expect a Catholic uh, papal uh, figure to defend at least the policy. And when he takes this, kind of woke attitude about the murder of a Catholic priest where he refuses to assign blame. I mean, is there a greater crime against the victim of a crime than to deny the identity of the perpetrators? I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Honestly, it's like talking about terrible moments in Jewish history without mentioning who the bad guy is. I mean, you, you can't
0: do that. And, uh, well, that's a blotch on his record. I'll no, but it. again, how he uh,
1: defended... But- how he defended the Chinese, how he made a deal with the Chinese, the details of which we don't know yet about the appointments of priests in China, where he seems to have at least compromised, you know, papal authority and the appointment uh, of bishops. So you, you, you've got a
0: whole rap sheet on Francis. You're not really happy with him at all, it sounds like.
1: I like John Paul II. I thought he was a great guy. Uh, you know, there's a great spice with, with, with Pope John Paul II. After the war, you know, he grew up in Krakow. Right. And uh, he went to the Yagalon University there. He had two friends, the kid, Parawojito, well, as was his well, he does was. You know, man. before
0: you get to the story, I just want to say, you know, from my um, um, elitist perspective, uh, it's it's hard to fill his shoes because he was so damn smart. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He was he was a real. If he had been a Jew, he would have been a posek. He would well, have been mm-hmm. uh, right, He would have been involved in things. You know, again. Ratzinger is, was also sort of like smart in that way. He was an intellectual. yeah. Intellectual, but, but this guy is not a big brain. This uh, guy is not a big thinker. So, no, but,
1: but again, John after the war, a Catholic couple comes to baptize a child, and it was clear it wasn't their own child. And and the priest, he was a parish priest then, the future John Paul II, and he says, "Where's well, the child from?" He said, "Well, the Jewish family left him in our care." He refused to baptize the child.
0: Incredible, right? Sure.
1: He he insisted to be returned to a Jewish family. Now, anyone who knows anything, not about ancient Catholic history, just the last couple of hundred years, knows what a remarkable revolutionary break that is. I mean, look at the story of Edgar Montero. I mean, these stories where where kids were mistakenly baptized in the church wouldn't give them up. Right? And to have a Polish priest
0: Father Daniel,
1: refuse to baptize the Jewish child? I mean that I the break with their pattern of behavior is is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, uh, again, it, it, whenever you have such a important figure, it's 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 very difficult to, you know, to to compare. I, I I again, when he was first um I don't know elected is the word, when he was first elevated to his right. position, um I I think that the world celebrated the lack of pomp and insistence of ceremony. He was very much uh, from South America. He was, right. he was, it, it, you know, it was like sort of like La Jimmy Carter, walking in the inaugural, and not going in the in, in the big limousine. I mean, there was something there that was an important message about bringing the religion back to the streets, and like he was, uh, uh, he would, was active in Buenos Aires, and I think he had very good relations with the Jewish community. I, I'm pretty sure that he. I, I seem to have heard that. Um, you know, it, you know, it's very difficult when, as you know, I mean, as uh, being forty years old, that when you get, no, when you get into Rabonis, when you get into leadership, right, it's hard to be able to push the right buttons. And he is getting older too. At the same time, so I don't know. It, it could be the shoes were too big to fill. The world is globally so complex, but you would say that you know you seem to be disappointed with him in general in terms of his whole. Uh, career as pope, right? He,
1: I think he has. Um, I think he he makes he he's making the same mistake that many people in his in religious positions make, which is you see the world changing, and you feel that your own community lacks a future unless you accommodate those things. This is not a. Revolutionary idea. People have thought this, you know, for many, many, many generations. And unless you liberalize, as he's trying to do, whether it's relations with the UK, whatever it is, a whole a host of issues, that uh, you know, is posture to America's posture to capitalism. And unless he buys into the current trends, the Catholic Church will be left uh, irrelevant. Uh, the reality is what we know from the past couple of hundred years of modern life and the place of religion is that the religions that liberalized, whether it was the Methodists or the Reform Movement in Judaism, they end up with empty pews. And that's the reality. There is no model of success. That means if you and I were sitting in 1850 debating the merits of the Reform Movement, anybody could make a very compelling case that the Reform Movement is necessary and vital to the future of the Jewish people. That unless we accommodate, unless we sow, Young Germans, you can be both Jewish and modern. We have the—it's it's a very compelling argument that anti-Semitism is, is is emboldened by how different we are. If we're less different, they will like us. All of those things are very rational, logical arguments. In the 19th century, the 20th century taught us that none of that is true. That loosening the ties leads to complete evaporation and. That lessening the distinctions does not engender great love for us. I mean, the Holocaust starts where the reform movement was strongest, right? It doesn't, in other words, just because we dress and talk and act like our neighbors does not mean they were gonna they're gonna like us. So there are wonderfully compelling arguments for the reform movement, very persuasive arguments. I think they're all wrong, but they're very very good arguments. But anyone who continues to make those arguments, as people continue to do, is is suffering from amnesia, absolute amnesia, because we, everyone thinks of doing something new and radical. Oh, my God, you know, the kids today are worried about the environment. Let's show them the Judaism cares about the environment. Oh, the kids today want, well, we have to be like that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work in terms of enhancing our relationship with the outside world. It doesn't help uh, in terms of strengthening the bonds that young Jews have. It doesn't work. Everything that could have been tried has been tried as Judaism confronts modernity. Since enlightened, and the only thing that has been sustainable is orthodox life.
0: So you're saying that uh, I believe with the point, and he's was, doing,
1: he's making the mistake of nineteenth century Jew,
0: and, and and therefore the the changes that he has, uh, I guess, argued for, and and the liberalization that he has pushed for, you you believe if you are really not going to uh, result in an expansion, it's going to result in a. Um, a uh, dilution of of his religion. It's not going to put more bodies in the pews, because no. because people cause we, people, we, people are going to see a lack of authenticity. You know,
1: show I, me a model of success yeah, of a yeah. religious group.
0: Yeah, so I I, I would things. add I, I would add just one other thing there. Um, you know, from my perspective of why reform failed, other than you know from the fact that obviously it was the hand of God not allowing you know, so much of Judaism to, to, to devolve was the fact that reform didn't replace the essential intellectual dynamic of learning Tyra, which is so crucial uh, because it's exciting. It's interesting. It, it actually, it isn't just, they didn't get it. They thought it was fealty to these ridiculous texts and, and hair splitting. They didn't realize that it's an exciting dynamic Experience that then f- overflows into life, picking your S-rig and figuring out what a, a, a pagam is, or, 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 or til- and, and and that was something which only the orthodoxy has. What makes being religious fun in, in Frumkeit is the, the, the bridge between the learning and the action, and also darshaning about it the fact that that we stress a, a, a literacy from. Almost all of our members to be engaged in, whereas in Reform there was no authentic literacy, and there was a, a sense that the rabbi right. was the only scholar um, around. And, and our, our good semi Jew John Torturo did a very good job of playing that sort of rabbi in uh, in the yeah, HBO, yeah. in the HBO series, The Plot Against America. Oh, know? that! Oh, oh, yeah, right, right. So that was your, that was almost a, a, a beautiful example. Uh, of this Rabbi Bengelsdorf that Philip Roth created of of a rabbi who was, you know, an intellectual giant, but his oylem, you know, didn't know anything. And I think that's, that, that I think is is what reform never, you know, reform was able to do that. You know, it, it, we were able to draw on the cheder, we We're able to draw on our learning. And I think whether there are gradations in scholarship, but every balabas who, and, and every senorena uh, Senerina, uh lady was able to be part of something and, and have the geschmack of sitting in a seder and hearing a good gush- I mean the
1: question is I mean the question that I you know I, I don't know the answer to you know um is the following what do you think was the number one catalyst for the reform movement? Was it theological, you know, the challenge to face by science and identity, or was it sociological? Was it the impetus to uh to combat anti-semitism, what was the issue? What really drove the early reform movement?
0: well again it, it existed of course, you're right in, in different places in different countries right. you know in Germany it was one place and by the time it got to Hungary, it was something else. in Italy, of course, it never really had the 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 friction uh, the idea of, has, of of being enlightened you know was, was was sort of part and parcel of the atmosphere. But again, as someone who studied this and 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 is very was very involved in it and when I was younger, I would say it had to have been the sociological uh, mm. rift. The fact that 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 the society was now open, but the only way you could walk over that bridge mm. is if you changed your look and were able to have a commonality mm. uh, I, I I think it definitely was and 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 that 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 was dangled in front of them was so precious and so incredible that reform seemed to be the most logical way to get from point A to point B. The less we are distinct, the more we're like our saviors, the more we're like our benefactors, the more we will share in this, which is really, again, you know, why reform was so strong in the United States as well. Well, let's end today with with another uh, idea that I've discussed with other people, we talked about uh, Benedict before, and, and, and he will probably, in, in terms of uh, the importance to the Catholic Church theology, be only a, you know, an asterisk. He maybe did his best work before he became Pope, you right. know what I'm saying? You know, Pope was sort of like, oh, I got, I got the Oscar for the, you know, for, for my last performance. But right. really what he did was before, despite his, you know, his flittering with Nazi youth, one thing I think he did which I would like to introduce into Judaism
1: yeah,
0: stepping down yeah. stepping down you know the idea that okay I'm not the God of authority look there's something going on with me with my uh, intellectual faculties the doctors have said that you've got the beginning of sclerosis in your brain right whatever it is um, you're not well we still have this idea in Klaal Yisrael that you go to the last. And, and, and the belief, I don't want to mention specific names, but there have been great Rabbonim, great Sadiqim, who were propped up like, like a mummy. And then there were people pulling the strings behind them and right. using them. Ratziger said, look, I'm old. I don't have the energy. I don't mind if I'm shivri luchos, give me COVID. I'm still going to have a little villa that I can learn. Wouldn't that be a, a, a great marshal for, for us? You know, the the Chaim, Baruch Hashem, was uh and I would say Rebel Yoshev, even though I know many people would disagree. I, I don't know if the last year or two he was the same, but he, he God gave him a tremendous bracha in terms of his mind. But the Satmarov, I saw him in, in his when he was different, you know, and others. Don't you think it's there's a compelling model from what Ratzinger did? I don't know if you've thought about this, but yeah, no,
1: that's very interesting. I mean,
0: you know, um, and the imams don't do it in, Muslim, in the Muslim world. They're like us, you know, right. till the death. Because okay, you know, and and, and 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 therefore we know the last couple of months and years of their life, it's a subterfuge.
1: I mean, here's the thing. I I guess you'd call it a eighth. But the reality is when you get to a certain age, which you and I are both closer to than like he used to say, it's closer than further. And um, We're a lot
0: we're a lot closer to uh the big play in the future than the poor play that we did so <laughs> many years ago.
1: Right. And uh no, I was just talking about uh
0: although I you, did you, come you know, back I did come back from that death, but we'll see. <laughs> but go ahead.
1: No, but here's the thing. I mean, we you know obviously everyone's talking about uh, what happens whenever face the fault on Shabbos. So you know, so it's very funny because every time it happens, people act like it's never happened before. Oh my God, what do you do? What do you, what do, you do anyway? Everyone's all traumatized. And um, so I looked, at, I read it somewhere that the next one is in four years, in 2025, and the next one after that is 2045. So I've been to this show on Shabbos. Now, the next one is 2045, and I expressed the hope that we would all be, still be around for it. But uh, I don't know if we're going to make
0: 2045. But um, I mean, if I'm going to make a machod that we're going to be make the Mashiach will be here. Will al-Piriyah. All All right, I, and, and,
1: and 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 the
0: and the calendar of Hillel uh, ha'Achron is already going to be superseded. All right,
1: let's hope and pray. But here's the thing: um, there is a terrible Sahara and I don't know if it's EHR, but it it seems to me to stay relevant. It's really hard to lead a life of vibrant creativity or at least usefulness, and people need you and look to you, and then all of a sudden, no one needs you. And that's a problem for rabbis. It's a problem for everybody. I mean, to me, the best example of a guy that should have retired is Rudy Giuliani. The guy was on top of the world, and Azeba Naras, what he did to himself over the last few years, he was America's mayor, and now look what happened to him. And people ask why? What happened? Why would he what he say crazy? And what was he doing? His reputation. Was not, it was a desperate need to continue to be relevant, even if that relevance was negative. Right? And that is tough. It's really hard to, to face the fear of irrelevancy. And people hang on in positions longer than they should. Rabbis, every lot, of, I mean, it's not a just it's not unique to rabbis. We, we sometimes hang on too long because the idea of retiring, you know, the old days to Rahavia, you know, seeing your, your head o'clock you know, the, the idea that you go from everybody meeting you and calling you and wanting you and wanting and, and relying on you. And all of a sudden, you know, all you could do is buy you or the, the I guess that's really an old model. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough.
0: Yeah. I- I guess so. I, I'm going to push back on that just for a minute, and we can wrap this up. I think that these gedolim or rabbanim. I, I think that at that point, they're, the, the 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 people that are whispering in their ear aren't letting them.
1: Oh, I agree with you. Uh, the model you I, mentioned is completely different than I was talking. Right, yeah. You're right.
0: What I'm talking about, it, I, I think. Yeah, I think. What they, I think. Yeah, I look, I let me just go to Netanya and sit on the porch or Rachavia and learn. Look, I don't have to pass on all these shaylos for Klal Yisroel. There's young people in the in the wings who are brilliant, who are at the top of their game. They're able to think and 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 and, 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 and you know what? Look, I don't mind if for a photo op, if a, to do a a, a a bris, but I shouldn't be the paisik like Akron right now. I, mean, right. I, I I shouldn't be being being Machria for Klal Yisrael, and I'm not going to I, listen. I, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, the gave him an incredible mind, incredible. Thing. Right. I'm not talking about him, but I'm saying in general. When uh, I think Ratziger, that to me was 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 it was like a yeah. light bulb went out. You 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 know what? I'm not the goddle anymore. I'm not the goddle. I'm not nothing. Don't bury me in the ground, but someone else. Should should stand. Right, for, that's then, a remarkable thing. I, I couldn't
1: agree more. It, uh, for people to have the discipline, and more than that, the lack of ego to be able to step aside is 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 is, 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 is unfortunately very rare. The Gemara
0: Numa speaks about when a Kohen Godel who came in once, in other words, the, the, the Kohen Godel, the real Kohen Godel, so to speak, became right. Tom May, whatever it was. And and because of that, another one came to right. serve. God, yeah. he Then no, he never leaves the position. In yeah. a way, he's also Oved Bishmona Begodim. And because we're so worried about his kavod, and here we see, you know, <laughs> you take it, you take the priestly vestments. You're, I'm not going to anymore. I'm, I'm sitting in the back. That, that, that I think is. I think we have yeah, to. Yeah, right. We have to give it its give it its due. No. no Let's have
1: three I, cheers for Ratzinger.
0: Yes, <laughs> I, I, th- we might have to say "sing high" a little bit for him. What's
1: that Latin expression for the Pope when, when he gets elected?
0: Uh, uh, yes,
1: yes. We can always
0: stop the. Uh, we always can stop the recording and, yeah, and right. Google it. I Google it. <laughs> but I don't. I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to interfere with this incredible uh, discussion <laughs> because it's so lively and, and, and unscripted. Okay. <laughs> On that note we will see you my friends and hopefully uh get you next week as we and by the
1: time you see us both next we may retire <laughs>
0: yes <Yeah. laughs> there's many people waiting in the wings to take over here yes yes i they're they're nipping at the heels to be to 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 become in the next the next era of podcasting take care everybody we'll see you